Well, let me start off by saying there's a lot more of you than I expected to be here. <laughs> um, all right. Let me pace myself a little bit. To every ghetto, suburban, rural, man, woman, boy, and girl, we must protect them. We can't just let them continue destroying themselves. We need solutions, not illusions, to fix a world full of sorrow and broken hearts. Who will they follow if we don't do our part? I only have 25 minutes and I have a lot to try to get in. So, as first of all, I want to take this time to, to thank Nina and Kenny for having me here. Um, in 2003, I had the opportunity to come and do a workshop here. Um, and it was a very life-changing and life-altering experience. And I remember when I was sitting out probably up over there somewhere, I was sitting there and I think I was watching um, Van Jones. He was up here speaking. And, and I was sitting there, I was like, man. How's he up there talking in front of all those people? <laughs> and I was like, one day, you know what? I'm going to be up there. <laughs> so I'm here. And what I'm going to do, um, Nina really talked a lot about um, the organization, the food project that I've been working for for the last 10 years. Um, and so what I want to do with you today is really to share a little bit of myself with you, share some stories with you, share some music with you, and um, this I'm going to try to be as interactive as possible. Um, let me tell you a little bit about who I am and my story. Um, I'm, when I was 15 years old, I had my first experience with the Food Project. Um, and that was my first, I would say, real agricultural experience. I mean, we are all part of agriculture. We're all part of the food system. But I wasn't really aware of it. Um, and when I went, honestly, the reason why I worked at the Food Project wasn't because I loved getting dirty. It wasn't because I loved you know, working on a farm, it was because I was 15 and I was old enough to get a job and I wanted to work so I could have some money in my pocket. Um, and who, that decision that I made at 15, if you would have told me that by making that decision and by working on a farm and by dedicating myself for one summer um, to agriculture, that I would be where I am today and my life would have changed the way it has and my life would have been impacted the way it has because of a choice to work with food, I would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, but I can honestly say to you today that I would not be who I am if I didn't, if it wasn't for food. I would not be who I am. I would not have grown into the, the man I have become. I would not have had the education that I've had. I would not have been even be speaking before you today. I used to be petrified of public speaking. I used to stutter. I used to have a lisp. But through the Food Project, an organization that teaches young people about um, agriculture, the importance of sustainable agriculture, um, leadership skills, the importance of community and community service, um, if it wasn't for that organization, I would not be doing what, I am, what I'm doing today. 
So um, it, it's, it makes me feel so good to say that food, this simple thing, food, has impacted someone. And I, as I can see all of you being here today, food has impacted you as well. Food is, is very, it's very basic, right? Food, we all have to eat, right? You know, food is, we all, I think we all have to eat, right? We all, I mean, okay. So, I'll make sure, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm talking to you know, any robots or, you know, technology today, you never know what's going on. But it's food, really simple. But something so simple, what, how and when did something so simple become so complicated? I don't understand it. I mean, it, it frustrates me to see the, the, I mean, the way things are right now in society. I mean, you have something so simple. We all, I mean, it's basic. And if you are a human being, if you are an animal, um, you need food. You need nourishment for your body, right? That sounds like three people, right? Okay, that's better. That's better. So how come it is so difficult to have good food? When did that happen? And I'm asking this question because I want to know, too. When did that happen? How, how did this happen? It frustrates me so much to see my people and to see people struggling and, and having a hard time just for, the simp just for the right to eat. Eat food. It frustrates me. I'm from, Dor I'm from Dorchester, uh, Massachusetts. It's an uh, inner city community in um, Boston. And... Um, I grew up there. I come from a single-parent home, so I know how, you know how it can be, how you can struggle sometimes. And, I mean, the things that I see in my community frustrates me. It, it makes me so mad. I mean, you have to, we have, if you want fast food, you want McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, you can go anywhere. You can go to any corner store, any block. You can get any type, you can get fast food all you want. But if I want to get healthy food, do you know how much work I have to do to get healthy food? Do you know how many buses I would have to take if I didn't have a car to get some healthy food? Do you know how many cabs I would have to take? Do you know how much money it would take, I mean, it would cost me to get to a supermarket just to get food? When did things happen? When did this happen? I'm not sure. But what I can say to you today is that organizations like Bioneers, we're going to make change. It's, we're gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna end. This is gonna end. Um, one, one thing that I wanna share with you as well is I had the opportunity to travel um, the last couple of years. I've had the opportunity to travel all around the, um, the country in some, uh, I went to Brazil in 2003 as well. And um, I just wanna share with you a, a, a story or a, an experience that I had that really changed me and I'm hoping that you know, it might impact you as well. Um, when I went to Brazil, I had the opportunity to um, go to see um, the Landless Workers um, Movement, um, Via Campesina. And um, that, that experience altered, altered the, the course of my life even more dramatically than the food project did at that point. Um, when I went down there, I saw this, these people who, in today's society, if they was in the United States of America, they would be considered homeless. They'll be considered people who are just taking up, taking up space because they have no place to go. But when I had the opportunity to go to some of the settlements, I, what I saw were people who was absolutely doing anything and everything to get land and to have the opportunity to have a relationship with the land. When I went to some of the settlements, I, I saw three things that changed my, changed my life. 
One, well, actually four things. One, I saw the importance of community. Um, when, I went to, uh, when I went to one of the settlements, I was sitting there and it was hot outside and this guy came up to me and he said, you know, do you want some water? And I was like, well, yeah. But then I started thinking, they, they have to get their water delivered to them by, you know, the government. And they have, they have to ration their water to last for a long period of time. And yet this man was offering me a glass of his water. And I was like, man, I know people in Boston, in Boston who won't do that. And they don't have to worry about that kind of situation. Um, another thing that I saw was they had three things that they, they focused on three things. The land, and they grew their food on the land, and they, had, they built their shelters on the land. Schools, they, they built schools to educate themselves and their children. And the third thing is they built a church so they can, you know, practice their faith. And when I left there, when I saw that, I was like, wow. It totally made me take a step back and question all the things that I, that I was, you know, all, my, my little problems compared to that. I mean, I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm having a bad day when I have to try to figure out, like, which pair of clothes to put on or, you know, where I'm going to take my girlfriend out to eat or something like that. You know, I mean, that, that, that's a tough day for me. But these people, they, you can laugh a little bit if you want to. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm not the funniest person in the world, but you can make me feel a little bit. But I'm just playing with you. But um, I mean, what I, the, those three things, and these are three things that my mother taught me all my life. You should always, you know, make sure you take care of your body, you know, take care of the land, you know, make sure you have a roof over your head, take care of your family, make sure you get an education, you know, and make sure that you always practice your faith. And it took me to go all the way to a whole other country for me to see that and understand the importance of it. But guess what? I understand it now. And it has changed me a lot. And there are also a lot of, a lot of people around the country um, that does, there, there are a lot of youth around the country who's doing the same thing. They try to make change in the food system. Um, People's Grocery are, is an example of an organization. Give them a hand, please. The organization that's really, the organization that's really doing some very cutting edge things to change their community. Um, Ma'o Youth Organic Farm in Hawaii um, I just have that opportunity. You can clap, clap your hands for them too. You know, they, there are young people. There are young people there who are really trying, and who not trying, who are really are changing the whole outlook of sustainable agriculture in Hawaii. Um, I had, I, I just actually flew in from Hawaii this morning, and um, we had the, I had the opportunity to to take a tour around and see the agriculture down there. And there's some very interesting things happening, some very good things, and some very honestly, some very troubling things to me. Um, but Change is happening. Change is happening all around the country. And I like to call my young people, this generation that's taking this over right now, I like to call them Generation Now. Um, say it with me, Generation Now. Say, say it with me, Generation Now. One, one more time, Generation Now. One more time, Generation Now. That's what we are. It's Generation Now. I'm committed, I've committed myself to changing things now. I'm not waiting any longer. We can't afford, we, we cannot afford to sit back and wait any longer. I, I'm taking it. I don't know about you all, but I'm taking it, all right? Um, 
So th- this generation, it's, it's, we're doing it. I, I feel like change is going to happen soon. Change is happening already. I've seen it in the last 10 years I've been with the Food Project. I've seen it the last three years that I've had the opportunity to travel and, and go to conferences. I've seen a great amount of change. But I'm not waiting. So if you all are down with me, y'all can be part of my Generation Now crew. <laughs> all right? So um, just a sort of a, a call of action for you all. I would really say that when you go back home to your communities, whether you're older, whether you're younger, whether you, f- you may be older but you feel younger, or you may be, oh, I'm sorry. But <laughs> what, I would, what I want you all to do is I want you all to really go back. When the, if you're young, speak to your peers about what you see here and what you've learned here. If you're older, speak to your children, speak to your grandchildren, speak to your nieces and nephews, your students. Tell them what's going on here. Tell them that there's a world out there that's in trouble. But if they are willing to grab a weapon, stand a post, if they're willing to do it, things can change. I have no, I have absolutely no, I, I have no doubt in my mind that things will change. And I believe that things will change dramatically in my, in my lifetime. I do. I believe it. Um, I'm a very spiritual f- person. Um, I've been in church all my life. So I, I'm speaking things as though they are. You know, I'm speaking in faith. I, I walk in faith every single day. And that's not different in this area at all. Um, the last thing I, I want to say to you all before I, you know, switch gears a little bit is, um, the last thing I want to say to you all is that Think, sorry. I, I get frustrated sometimes because of this what's going on, you know. But the last thing I want to share with you all is I want to share some of my spirituality with you all. I, I grew up in church, and um, a lot of times I, I see young people, I see older people who get very frustrated, and they're pretty much giving up because they say, you know, well, this thing we're up against is too big. You know, the government is too powerful. Um, you know, these corporations have too much money, you know. And w- one story that I remember from when I was being brought up um, was David and Goliath. Um, how many of you know that story? Just show of hands real quick. David, wow, all right, all right. You feel pretty good up in here. All right. Um, so David and Goliath. Um, for, since the majority of you know the story, anyone who doesn't know the story, a brief summary um, is, you know, there was this giant, this giant, he was huge, you know, he was calling people out, saying, you know, what, you know, what you going to do to me? You can't do nothing to me. You know, bring your, bring your best man out here, and I'm going to take him out, all right? And then you have, you know, people were trying and trying and trying, you know, trying to, armies were coming to try to take this man down, couldn't do it. But this little kid, this little young shepherd, and I think that's important. Shit, he was a shepherd. All right? It's important. Not, not mislinking the whole agricultural thing. It's important. All right? He was a shepherd. All right? So this shepherd, a little, and he was also a young man. He wasn't 40, 50. Not that there's nothing wrong with being 40, 50. But he, was, he wasn't an old man. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he was a, you know, a young man in agriculture. And what he did, he believed, he believed, he was like, what are y'all afraid of? Y'all don't be afraid of him. You know, so he took this giant down with what? 
a slingshot. This giant had, I mean, he had a big sword, spear, you know, he had a shit. I mean, he was armor, he was set. He was set. He said, you can't touch me. You're going to do it. And he, even when he saw David, he was like, what are you going to do to me? This is what you, what? Are you, don't insult, don't insult me like that, you know? And it took, it took a little shepherd boy with a slingshot and some pebbles to take down this giant. What I say to you today is when I look in this room, I see a whole bunch of Davids. We are, I feel like this movement, is, it's David to me. You know, and I think what, a lot of times we get, to me, what I've seen in the short time I've been in this thing, I mean, some of you have been doing this all your life, and I have the, I respect you for that. Um, but f to me, I feel like one of, the pro one of the mistakes that we make is that we try to say, okay, we try to do what they do. We try to take, you know, like we have to have a lot of money to, to make change. I do not believe that. I do not believe that. I believe that we can make change with what we have. I believe that our cause, I believe that our cause is strong enough and I, to, to make change right now. I believe that. I believe that it's all it's going to take is a whole bunch of us to have our slingshots in pebbles to take down that giant, hit him right in the middle of the eye so he can fall, fall right on his back. And I, I believe it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So before I finish, I wanna like, how much time do I have real quick? All right, well, all right. Before I leave, I wanna, um, one thing that I've been really working on through my fellowship is trying to find a way to merge music and agriculture together. Um, and one of the songs, the song that I started, I started this whole presentation off with is one of the songs that I, I, um, I wrote for that. And the reason why I'm trying to do that is because I, I also believe that what's happening right now is it's great to see all of you here, but all of you know what's going on. You already know what's going on. I feel like the way we're going to, another way, the way we're going to reach that next level is to bring in those people who don't know what's going on. There's a lot of information out there. I mean, there's conferences all over the country, all over the world. You know, you, you can, with the youth obesity thing, things are on, you know, the t on TV, the New York Times, and so on and so forth. But I don't know too much, this might be in Boston, but I don't know too many young people who read the New York Times. Uh, I don't know. I mean, most people, most young people are in school when the, when the Today Show comes on and they're doing all their, you know, interviews with these specialists about, you know, youth and, you know, youth obesity and the epidemic and so on and so forth. So what I believe is that we're going to have to start thinking outside of the box to bring in those people who are not being reached. And one, of, one way is I think it's through music. I mean, young people specifically are probably the biggest group of consumer, you know, of purchases of music. You know, I know when I used to buy CDs every Tuesday, every Tuesday, that's, that's when CDs come out, new CDs come out. I, was in the, I, went to, I went to the store every Tuesday to see what was out. And I wasn't the only one in line. I wasn't the only one there. So I feel like music is a tool that we can use. Every, if you think about, about it throughout history, every movement, whether it was a civil rights movement, or whatever, I mean, every movement had a sound. It had music. There's, there's something about music that, I mean, you can be singing in Spanish, and I, I can understand one word just singing. But it does something to me. I don't have to understand the words. It just does something to me. And I feel like there's a, the beautiful thing about music is you can condense a message. You know, I, like I can sit up here and do a 45-minute speech, 
And at the same time, I can sing a song that lasts maybe three or four minutes long, and it'll impact you the same way, if not, and it'll be greater. So I feel like that's what it's going to take. That's the next level that I'm trying to get at and get on to. Um, and I think media is a great way to do it. But again, it isn't, it's not going to take a lot of money to do it. We can do it grassroots, the way we've done everything else. Um, so what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to share a song with you before I end. I'm going to close it with a song. Um, let me drink some water really, really quick. And um, I actually just wrote this song last week when I was at um, another conference in, in Atlanta. And um, it, it just, it hit me. Usually it takes me forever to write songs. I, it takes me like I have to write, I write a verse here and a chorus here. But um, this hit me all at once. The name of the song is called um, Reap So. <clears throat> all right. Can somebody tell me when will things get back to the way they used to be? When families ate with one another and had a sense of unity. Do you recall when school lunch was good and we had options in our neighborhood instead of fast food? We ate slow food. Listen up, I have a question for you. If we reap what we sow, then let's sow seeds that grow into something that nourishes and flourishes in this crazy world if we reap. What do we sow? Then let's sow seeds that grow into something positive so we can live the way that we are supposed to. It blows my mind how much I see young people struggling with obesity. When will it stop? When will it end? I'll tell you when, when we do something about it. My brothers and my sisters, you don't have to doubt it. Things will change, I've learned. That faith the size of a mustard seed can bring down tall mountains if we reap. What we sow, then let's sow seeds that grow into something that nourishes and flourishes in this crazy world. If we reap what we sow, then let's sow seeds that grow into something positive so we can live the way that we are supposed to. Now keep on clapping your hands like that. Ready? So I want you to sing along with me, all right? Call and response. So follow me. The harvest is ripe. And the laborers are few. And the laborers are few. 
I'm calling all generations, calling all generations. There's so much work to do. more time. The harvest is ripe. And the laborers are few. I'm calling all generations. There's so much work to do. Thank you.